Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Testing, testing. Hello. <laughs> how are you, dude? You good? Uh, very well. Yeah. Uh, all things considered. Is that how Self? you? Is that how you usually answer the phone, or is that a new thing in lockdown? Testing, testing. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to put a bit of headphones on so that I can hear you in both of my ears. And I was just checking that I think it's got a built-in microphone. So there you just go. Just checking that you can hear me. I got you loud and clear, bro. Loud Lovely. and clear. Uh, let's talk about your brand new song first of all. Let's just plow straight in on that i was just listening to it on my walk my daily walk and i'm not just saying this it brought a tear to my eye jay what kind of tear just or a hopeful tear just that you've really hit the nerve you've hit the nail on the head with it you've summarized the whole experience like from the line it's impacted everyone and the word of today's pandemic and just, I don't know, man, it hit home. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what the tear was, whether it was a, like a sad one or, a, as you say, a hopeful one, maybe a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Um, I do remain deep down, ultimately, hopefully, optimistic. Um, did that song just roll off the tongue? Yeah, it, felt, it, it did, and it felt like afterwards, I was never before have I kind of questioned myself as to why exactly I feel the need to write about current events in the way that I do and it felt like putting it out in the kind of right in the, the the heart of this kind of tragedy that's going on and it's like what am I trying to gain here I guess I've never really thought of it that way but it was like why write a song about something that's going on and then kind of like like push it out into the world through these networks that I've created but I think there was certainly I mean I felt better after I'd written it I think it was there's an element of me wrestling with my own thoughts and feelings during a difficult time yeah. and um and by getting it out and putting it in song kind of i hope sort of making a bit more sense of it for me and i suppose then the kind of the hope if it's not to kind of blow my own trumpet is that you know if it can give me hope maybe it can you know other people can help work out their stories amongst it even if it just nudges them in the right direction you know but it's never before i sort of thought is do i need to do to, to put this out why am i I always write about current events, but it's never felt like when it's impacting everyone and it's so much in everybody's face and it's like, why do I feel that I need to contribute by writing about what's happening and putting it out there in the world? But I've I sort of come to the conclusion that it's probably coming from a, a sort of selfish place for me to get 
my head around it and then maybe connect with people that feel similar. I wouldn't feel any reservations about sharing it with the world. I know you already have, so it's too late. But uh, <laughs> I think that part of the reason why I'm doing these shows as well is, you know, the same reason is I don't know what's going on. So I'm trying to figure it out. And I hope by doing these and people listening in, they're figuring it out as well. And we are ultimately all, all in it together. Yeah. I felt better after hearing the song. Like, so maybe it was a hopeful tear. But it, right. it it really hits home, and it really I think it all likes. That's a song which you know when this is blown over, when we look back on this, I think it's a song that will stand up as a document of what we went through. And yeah, man, well, I mean, it's, it's it's quite weird for me because I actually had these cu- kind of couple of months earmarked for writing my next album. Anyway, this is when I was I was actually going to be spending a fair amount of time at home. I had gigs, but just the weekends. Uh, but the the album that I was writing was. It was a kind of, I think I spoke about it actually. And when I came in to see you, yeah, uh, it feels like a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, the, uh, my, the album was intended to be quite a sort of nostalgic album, to, uh, singing a lot about my personal history and kind of growing up and, and a quite a, a sort of a hopeful, nostalgic album. And then since then, I've not really been able to write about it. I don't really fancy sitting down and reminiscing about like a high, like a high school suite. <laughs> if you know, yeah it would feel like, like out of be, step wouldn't it yeah it feels like there's going to be like a um almost like a two-tier record where my my wife lizzie she's like do you think people will start referring to it as like bc you know because it's like such a mindset it's like before corona so i feel like i've written songs up until a point and for certainly for the next year i can't really see myself concentrating on anything writing about anything apart from this new world that we found ourselves in. Yeah, well, dude, there's a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk some more. You've picked out, as everybody has been doing, a five-song playlist to these crazy times, the end of the world. Uh, obviously, it's not. We hope it's not anyway. Um, the the guy that you've chosen to, to celebrate is not somebody I was familiar with until literally last week. So I did one of these with Chuck Robertson from the Mad Caddies. And he picked out a track by John Prine. Off the top of my head, I can't remember which one he picked. But I never heard of him before in my life. I don't know how. And so I was introduced to him through Chuck. And then about a day or two after me and Chuck did the call, he passed away. And this also happened recently with Monique from Save Ferris. She picked out a song by Bill Withers. And then like a day or two later, he passed away. And <laughs> it's it's really like dark man and hitting home you know obviously i think we've been in a cycle for about five or six years now maybe beginning with when bowie and lemmy and those kind those kind of people began to pass away in prince and then it now almost seems like every month there's like another legend that's you know going because we're into that generation now where those people that we all grew up idolizing and, and listening to and living with are you know getting to that point in life where it's maybe time to check out and then obviously with this virus in the air it's you know it's more, affected more to... dangerous for the old and vulnerable isn't yeah. it so i've i've never been as affected by the death of a musician or a celebrity than i have by john prine's death on tuesday um for various reasons i think i've never i've certainly never shed a tear over the death of anybody that i didn't know before and i didn't you know i i i'd never badmouth anybody for doing that i understand that you know people mourn people they don't know but it was something that i never pictured it hadn't hit you in that way yeah yeah and i think with 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 john prine i mean we'll we'll talk about why it is how important it is to me and why i love his music but i think also he was like you know he was taken to hospital publicly like his wife announced that he was in hospital uh, so i'd spent i'd been thinking about him a lot for the last week anyway playing his songs and uh, and and then and i think it's just combined with you know the high emotions and stuff that are going on with me and with everybody else at the moment that when when the news struck and yeah, I was, you know, I mean, there's, he was always, you know, he was a funny man and he was, uh, he, he was always known for his kind of wisecracks and even the songs that I've chosen, he had quite a lighthearted view of death, you know, and he, he I think he'd be 
happy to say that he had a good innings yeah, um, yeah, yeah. as well. So it's, but, but then at the same time, you know, he beat cancer twice. You wow. Know, and then, and then, and they, they said he died through complications that were basically linked to the coronavirus. So, you know, whether it wasn't actually that that killed it, which I guess is how most people seem to be taken by it. Um, so, yeah, when it was like, what five songs, you know, do you want? It was like, well, let's do five John Prine songs, basically. The first song is the, uh, um, the first song of his first album, actually, um, which is a tune called Illegal Smile. And, uh, I mean, that and basically the first three songs I've chose, all of them were on a album called John Prine Live. They were also on like their out- recorded studio albums, but they was pieced together in a, God, I, I guess late 70s album called John Prine Live, which was just him and a guitar, I think taken from a bunch of shows throughout that year. Are you and, you want to go with all three of those versions as the live ones, yeah? Uh, no, I think use the, use the studio um, ones apart from I've, I've put it on my notes that's the way the world goes round live Use one of that, that from the live Got you. Like, I think my, my mum and dad were my dad was a big John Prime fan and used to play him to me as a kid um, but as a lot of music around that time I enjoyed it and then you know when I went into my teens and became a kind of Wu-Tang Clan and Snoop Dogg fan I fucking hated country <laughs> music you know and I was like and I, I was sort of you know just moved away from that and then you know i then i sort of dropped hip-hop for nirvana and grunge music and slowly i came back to country music through bands like beck and stuff like that and it was um it was actually i was reading a book for an an ex-girlfriend had given me and had the words uh, there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes scribbled in biro down the side of this book and i was like i know that like where do i know that line from and i had this weird sort of like memories that i couldn't quite remember and i said to the girls like what's this she was like it's john prine lyric you know what john prine's amazing and then i was like i'll go back to my dad she didn't actually have any of his this was cds back then so i went to my dad and was like do you remember john prine and he was of course i remember john prine what are you talking about i guess by this time i must have been in my early 20s and um and I was like, can I borrow a John Prime record? And it was a big day for my dad because he waited. He was like waiting for me to come back and yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. his music collection again, you know. And uh, and he was like, you know, welcome back. Finally, you're seeing the light again. Here's a John Prine album. And at that time in my life, it was like, you know, I was, I think my band had just split up and I, but I was like, going to a lot of parties and all the bands I saw were like sort of like indie bands where it was all about dancing and shouting and sort of like a good party. And I started listening like every night to this one guy in a guitar singing what were kind of like quite soft songs about quite serious things, but also it just like, um, very funny and very welcoming. And also the crowd, you could feel like people were having a good time. It wasn't like super serious. It was like, and I hadn't really heard, anything like that as far as singer songwriter sort of folk music to have this kind of really fun element and in the on the album he tells quite a lot of stories as well and um i just started listening to it and only now looking back does it is that's exactly the same time that i started writing my first beans on toast album and you know, and doing these gigs where I talked, as, uh, you know, chatted shit in between the songs as as long as the songs were going on, I was I was chatting, and it felt really natural. And I, it was like I said, it wasn't until I looked back, and it was like, oh wow, a lot of this must have come from that. Because the other thing was not a very great guitar player, I'm still not now, but certainly wasn't back then. I knew like a minimal amount of chords, but you can play John Prine songs with three or four chords, and so I I, I kind of learned them. And I basically looking again, looking back now, I think I've I wrote my whole first album singing John Prine songs and then writing my own in that kind of frame, basically. Let's play the first song now. This is Illegal Smile by John Prine. When I woke up this morning, things were looking bad. Seemed like total silence. Was the only friend I had A bowl of oatmeal tried to stare me down And one knew it was twelve o'clock Before I realized I was having 
no fun. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. It don't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some fun. Last time I checked my bankroll, it was getting thin. Sometimes it seems like the bottom is the only place I've been. I chased a rainbow down a one-way street, dead end. And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality and you may see me tonight with an illegal smile it don't cost very much but it lasts a long while won't you please tell the man i didn't kill anyone no i'm just trying to have me some fun closet with all my overalls trying to get away from all the ears inside my walls I dreamed the police heard everything I thought what then well I went to court and the judge's name was Hoffman ah but fortunately I have the key to escape reality and you may see me tonight with an illegal smile it don't cost very much but it lasts a long while won't you please tell the man i didn't kill anyone no i'm just trying to have me some fun well done hot dog bun my sister's a nun so, dude, when I listened to all these songs earlier today in preparation for this chat, it recontextualized my my view of all of your music. And you kind of touched on it there is I always, I guess, thought of you as what might be called like a folk punk singer songwriter. But actually, I think you're just a UK British country singer. Right. Like I listened to all this John Prine stuff. And as you say, the humor, the storytelling, the engagement with the crowds, the the changes in like tempos and I can really kind of understand your music a lot more profoundly now through the vessel of this dude and, and everything that he did. Yeah. And I, th- I think, I mean, he definitely sort of dances a country dance, but I think, I, I, I think he's folk really. If it's, okay. like, you know, if it was like, what music is are you doing here, John? It'd probably be like, and, which is obviously a huge umbrella of, of lots of types of music, but yeah, very, you know, like I said, very much so it's, it's hard to, explain just how much you know influence it has had like again i still to this day i can't i don't really play other people's songs on guitar it's just something that i've I've never done i can't really learn them and even if i look them up you know i find it complicated whereas john john prime songs i think he's probably the only musician that you know guns made you've got to sing someone else's song start to finish that i would have be able to do and and my other you know if i had a top three favorite songwriters it'd be john Prine and then connor oberst from bright eyes and todd snyder and i think i'm you know pretty certain that if you ask uh, todd snyder and connor oberst who their favorite songwriter is it's john Prine. so you know again it, it, it speaks volumes He's the OG. Well, I've been discovering some new music myself through doing these shows, and I'm definitely going to be going down the uh, the John Prime rabbit hole in the next few weeks. So thank you, dude, for the intro. Yeah. For yourself and for anybody else who's, who's listening, uh, thinking of getting in, uh, you know, have a listen. A good starting point is an album called Souvenirs because, I mean, he was making music since like the 70s, basically. And uh, he did an album called Souvenirs. I, I don't know when, I'm tempted to say like early 2000s or that, but it was like a best of 
but they re-recorded using kind of modern studio techniques and whatnot and uh and did a kind of quite low-key versions of it's like a greatest hits but it has it sounds like its own album and it's a brilliant introduction to the other man's back catalogue because you can listen to that as one album and spread out to all of the other albums through that right on dude um the great thing i think about being a writer like yourself is you have an idea and you can just kind of record it then and there can't you You don't have to worry about a band um i think because your material has always been very (laughs) what's going on in the background there is that little wren waking up Oh, okay. I thought I heard something. <laughs> the, the sound of the uh, the beast rising. She's back. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you obviously write about, as you were mentioning earlier on, what's going on in the world and in your own life and your own interpretation of what's going on in the world and your own life. And I feel like, you know, with this song that you've just put out, it's a perfect example of why you're quite unique in that way. You can just get an idea, write it down, record it, and it's good to go. That must be quite a liberating feeling as a songwriter to know that you can just because not many other musicians out there right now are i think that that capable of sitting down writing a song recording it putting it out just like that as a reaction yeah, to the moment i, I, I can't I, the, it's not very often that i would put a tune out I, I like that i mean this i've got a half decent microphone i'm pretty rubbish with recording software but i've got a, a half decent microphone here so it's just basically measuring somewhere between the guitar and the voice yeah. and then and, and then press and record and then and then it's kind of good to go like that so yeah that is you know it is easy and that's you know one of that that's one of the, a list of like a very long list of reasons that it's easy to make music by yourself be it you know the cheapness of traveling around or you know a decision making process just only happens to go through one train of thought stuff like that so yeah you know being a a a kind of singer-songwriter troubadour has you know it certainly works for me let's put it that way what else have you been doing mate to pass the time i know you've got a young daughter so that's probably going to be pretty uh full-on being home with her it must be beautiful though having some time off to spend with your wife and your kid and just do the family thing for a while it is i mean i'll be completely honest with you we've not been well like, I don't know for sure, because, you know, who would at the moment, but like, there's more than likely we've had the coronavirus pass through our house, basically. I mean, we've been, right. in, been in isolation, lockdown for three weeks. As soon as the gigs were cancelled, you know, with a child and whatnot, we was like, well, we haven't got anything else on, so let's just begin, you know, before it was... Lock it down, yeah. Government. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and four or five days after that, my wife started, you know, developing a small cough. Now, personally, I had really mild symptoms. Um, uh, the kind of, you know, a cough that if the, if all this wasn't going on, I would, wouldn't have even bad an eyelid, you know, yeah. just carried on. You'd have still done usual. shows if you'd have had them and yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't have even moaned about having a cold, you know, yep. literally just a slight cough. My wife who, who has, also has asthma, you know, a, a, like more symptoms no fever or you know anything like that and then my daughter over the weekend just gone was running a really high fever which was you know nothing short of terrifying to be honest because um you know and we did we spoke to 111 and we, we kind of knew that this was the thing we was going to have to write out at home unless it got unless it got really bad you know we was probably in a position where i think any uh, again if if things were as they were then we would have been in hospital but we, but you know we was at home riding it out which you know and everybody's fine now we've come through it and at, a, at the moment we're in a, a position where i'm kind of hoping that it was it you know yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and we've got some kind of immunity to it and, and if so then we're you know extremely lucky but we're also in a position where we we don't know for sure you know it could have been the mind playing tricks and another you know a cough and another illness and whatnot but so it's been we had the, the first, you know, first week of lockdown was, you know, super like, oh, the, you know, it's, having a two-year-old, it's terrifying. It, it's well, no, it's, well, but before the before the cough started, it was like, well, you know, all she wants is attention, you know, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. this is her world's about to get a lot smaller, but we just have to. It's like a full-time job keeping making sure her world's still exciting, you know, and that she's learning and whatnot. So the days were flying by really fast. And it's like, it's kind of like, you know, a lot lot of my friends I speak to and they're like, oh, my cupboards are really clean, getting loads of, you know, 
chores done that I've been putting off for ages. Our house is the opposite. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's impossible. It's to lived keep, like, in constant war to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm like official tidy upper, you know. But you know, we've been eating really nice food and you know, keeping uh, you know, keeping positive. Basically, you know, I've been I've been sitting down to write my next book, um, write you know, writing songs of an evening and just you know playing basically we're really lucky because we've got a garden as well so we can you know like we planted a bunch of things out there and play with Ren out there but it's yeah you know it, it is what it is and it's super sad not being able to see family and grandparents and whatnot but as it stands everybody's healthy <clears throat> healthy and well and uh yeah we're just hunkering down and just trying to turn the you know use the time positively amongst ourselves Let's come back again in a bit and talk some more after another song. Uh, your second one on the list is Sam Stone. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family After serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served had shattered all his nerves a little shrapnel in his knee But the morphine eased the pain And the grass grew around his brain And gave him all the confidence he lacked With a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in Big ears, no 
Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long on Broken radios Have you chosen these five for any particular reasons or are they just kind of your five favourites? They're the ones that, that felt suitable. I started with the first song. On his first released, record, yeah. Yeah, and ended with the last song. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, ended with the last song. Nice, on, okay. On his last record. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, and that was, I think it was, I did look this up to check, I think it was 71 his first album came out and his last album was out in 2018. So I don't know how long that is, like forty odd years of, of releasing and, and touring music, and he was touring. yeah, nearly fifty. Now, I saw, uh, um, I, I lucky was lucky to see him a few times. Once in when I first got into him in like early two thousands, he played in Finsbury Park, um, and on the poster it looked like he was supporting Bob Dylan. It was like a flower festival thing in uh, Finsbury Park. And he was on the second stage and he actually overran and played for the most part of Dylan's set as well, Ooh. which is which is a huge move. Yeah. Uh, and, and I stayed, you know, I stayed for, for John Prine and went and caught Dylan afterwards, um, which again, I'd like to think speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I saw him much more recently, a couple of years ago um, in Rough Trade uh, in East London. And uh, for the also his last record was his biggest selling record ever, which ever yeah wow. out of all his records he sold more you know and at a time when no one's buying records or blah blah this this that and the other you know because he was never as, as much as he was absolutely adored and cherished and a kind of an absolute treasure he was never um, the kind of pop star or he was he was never pushed that far into the. So he never he became like a Neil Young or a Bob Dylan or yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was kind of from that school, but it's not like everybody knows who he is yeah. off the bat. You yeah. know? Well, well, I and didn't before last week, man. And I think is, I mean, especially you see like the outpouring of love. So I don't think there's one musician that I like that hasn't acknowledged their love for him in the past couple of couple of days as well. So it's definitely the kind of the songwriter songwriter. <laughs> um, but yes, I just chose the songs in. Chronological order kind of vibe. Um, I don't know whether that. Like the other one, so that's the way the world goes round. Another one, so once before Beans on Toast, and a lot, I know there's lots of, you know, a lot of people know about Nambuka where I used to live, and you know Frank Turner and Sensible Sundays and all that. One band from Nambuka that never gets any recognition was a band called Barry the Cactus. Which was me and Dave Danger, who also lived there, and we, we used to kind of run run things together. And we used to do a kind of country and western covers band called Barry the Cactus. And uh, we both wore cowboy hats, and Dave played guitar and harmonica, and I sang in an American accent. We had a, a, a set of about 10 songs, and it was like Robert Earl Key, <clears throat> uh, I think Guy Clark, and two John Prine songs, one of them being. That's the way the world goes round, um, which I believe is my next choice. It is, mate. Yes, yes. Um, you mentioned there you're writing a new book. What's what's the deal with that? It will be the same, um, not the same, 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 but different as my last one. I mean, the last one was ten stories, and this will be another ten, basically. Of of kind of like your your life and your experiences on the road. Exactly. Yeah, my own personal experiences of drinking and touring and songwriting. <laughs> how many books how many books of 10 stories you reckon you could fill um i mean i'm not going to start doing one a year like <laughs> now, but, uh, I, I, I mean you reckon you've got a trilogy in you nice and easy yeah how long's, i mean like one step at a time um, <laughs> but yeah why not i mean I, I i really enjoyed the last one and i'm just working on the on the first one now it's just it's weird the writing a book it it's uh, again I've, I've, i worry that i'm saying the same stuff that i when we spoke before but um writing a book is it feels a little bit like homework like r- rather than being particularly creative because i already know the stories yeah it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah actually getting them down so it's just finding the time to actually do it um which now is nap time you know so when ben goes to nap if i'm not doing a podcast i'll be working on working on my new book and it's also you know without being 
without being crass, you know, it is, uh, uh, well, it's a way to get paid, basically. So Dude, of course. At the end of this, you know, everybody's looking for, 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 for new ways and there's going to be a big fight to save culture, which, you know, once we get out the other side of this, and you know, I hope to be part of. Well, I was, that was going to be my next question is, you know, touring is very much where you exist and, and make your money and draw a large part of your income. How are you getting on? How have you found this situation affect you? Is it not too yeah. bad, as you say, because you sort of locked this time off for writing anyway? Obviously, yeah. festival season coming up, though, that's a big thing for you. And that's going to be pretty much all gone, isn't it, you reckon? It is. It is. But I'm certainly, I mean... I, I think, and, and certainly not knocking anybody in saying this, but it feels weird. There's been such a, so many kind of musicians sort of explaining that they're in financial dire straits, which, you know, of course, if you live in hands and mouth, that's, you know, and something like this happens. But it's, and, and having a kind of a crowd or a sort of like a, a sympathetic ear to be able to talk to and people that can, you know, pay in and help out and whatnot is, is unbelievable. But... <coughs> There's so many industries are damaged by this with people that don't have a, a sympathetic ear. An audience, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, the, there's not, you know, no one's going to turn around and be like, you know, oh, the hotel staff or the, you know, the hairdressers, you know, we need this and it's all. So I'm certainly not going to complain about the p- position that I'm in. I think that it's, um, um, there's an element of all being in it together, which I actually find as a bit of a safety net, you know, like when everybody's job is fucked, <laughs> which yeah. everybody I speak to that work in all, not just the creative industries, you know, in, 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 in everything is, is affected by this. So there's no way, you, can, you know, something drastic needs to happen from the top, be it universal basic income or something like that needs to, you know, order, you know, like a couple of, with like rent, coming down and everything needs to chat we need to come out of this you know a, a completely different civilization realistically and you know as, as someone that's been kind of bashing the system for my whole adult life you know seeing the system getting shaken up i have to sort of grasp it and presume that it can turn it into something good aside from obviously all the fear and tragedy and all the nightmares that are happening around the world at the end of the day we've got to get through it and when we do we have to you know and if anything that's when the creatives have got to switch into gear and it, it shouldn't be like we need help it should be like this is what we're going to do to fucking sort it out yeah i think it's interesting man because when capitalism fails that's when socialism has a chance to actually like step in and save the day if you know that's breaking it down very simply and crassly yeah, but well, i mean even the bloody tories started you know <laughs> acting socialist for a minute yeah you know obviously they've all still no one knows whether they're going to uphold any of that any of the shit they've said but <laughs> they're still saying it it's interesting isn't it and i do think that there is a chance for us to improve the world in which we live for the greater good for the long term if we get through this um and as you say obviously there's there's tragedy and there's fear and there's death and there's a lot of bad stuff a lot of scary stuff but i think that the world we were living in before wasn't all that great on many levels and a lot of things did need changing there's a brilliant uh frankie boyle's written a brilliant piece about it in his usual kind of brutal style yeah uh, it says like people keep on talking about the world returning to normal but it's like Fuck there that. was nothing yeah. normal about the world that we lived in whether it was like people sleeping on the streets or wealth inequality and stuff like that it was like that you know the world was not fucking normal you know let's not strive to get back to there you know let's try and create a normal world maybe yeah man create a new one uh well let's break for this live one then i love this one this is uh that's the way the world goes round and what i like about this is you can hear the crowd just laughing in the background yeah, like it's got exactly. a real vibe about it hasn't it it sure has I know a guy that's got a lot to lose He's a pretty nice fella Kinda confused Got muscles in his head Ain't never been used Thinks he owns half of this town 
Started drinking heavy, got a big red nose, beat his old lady with a rubber hose, then he took her out to dinner, bought her new clothes. It's the way that the world goes round. That's the way that the world goes round. You up one day, the next you down. It's a half an inch of water, you think you're gonna drown. That's the way that the world goes round. I sat in the bathtub, I counted my toes when the radiator broke. Water all froze, I got stuck in the ice without my clothes, naked as the eyes of a clown. I was crying ice cubes, open out croak when the sun came through the window. The ice all broke, I stood up and laughed, thought it was a joke. It's the way that the world goes round. That's the way that the world goes round. Yep, up one day. The next you down, it's a half an inch of water. You think you're gonna drown? That's the way that the world goes round. I was sitting there, I was playing in this club in San Francisco, and this girl came up to the stage. So I leaned over and asked her what I could do for her, and she said, uh, she said, would you please sing that song of yours about the happy enchilada? <laughs> I said, geez, I've never written a song about any kind of enchilada, let alone a happy enchilada. I said, you might have me confused with somebody else. She said, no. She said, you wrote a song about a happy enchilada. I said, well, how's it go? And she says, it's a happy enchilada, and you think you're going to drown. I said, I'm glad you like the words. That's the way that the world goes around. You up one day, the next you down. It's a happy enchilada. You think you're going to drown. That's the way that the world goes around. That's the way that the world goes round. That's the way that the world goes round. That's the way the world goes round. This new record then, dude, what sort of a form is it going to take? Do you know yet? Are you feeling any draw or pull in any certain directions yet? Well, I think it'll be like, here's a bunch, here's eight songs that I wrote before coronavirus, and then here's, that are generally, that are loosely about my past, and uh, and then here's a bunch of songs that were written in quarantine with my eye on the world in the future. You, what, and you'll do a double album, will you, as opposed to hold back on the, the nostalgic stuff and then maybe just do, like, a quarantine record? And then... I think it would be, like, two... Like, it would be, like, one album. It will be, like, a double album the size of an album. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> side like A, side yeah. B. Yeah, exactly. I've got... I mean, I've got eight songs that, I, that, that were written before, so... Yeah, maybe I'll just do another eight about the future and do it, do it that way. <clears throat> but as it stands, I don't know. Uh, what what are your other thoughts about everything that's going on, mate? What have you been sort of seeing and watching and observing? I mean, trying to sort of be positive and lighthearted about about tragedy. I mean, I was, uh, funny. One thing that's made my life more comedy is my watching my new wearing of rubber gloves. <laughs> I've always <laughs> I've always washed up, uh, uh, but because of the kind of epic hand washing that I was doing in the lead up to actually being locked down, my hands were proper fucked. They were like really dry and tearing themselves apart. Yeah, me that. too. I've so, noticed that, mate. I've really noticed the, the top of my hands, like not the palms, but the top. There's like an old lady's 
pants and it was like really killer like there's sometimes they just tear and bleed so i started using like hand moisturizer for the first time in my life and then my wife was like you just gotta use rubber gloves when you wash up and it has fixed it so there i am now you know like the world's the world's ended and and i'm there with my bloody rubber gloves on scrubbing away at a dirty pan <laughs> uh, you know like the only the only thing i can do another um because it, it feels like social media has become less of an enemy all of a sudden. Amen. Um, yeah, um, it's actually a positive space where people are doing good and it feels like yeah. a nice place that you want to be. Initially, like when it was like there might be people, you know, we might have to send people, people might have to stay at home. My initial thoughts were like the biggest problems in the world, regardless of the virus or outside of the virus, are, you know, like be it sort of uh, political divides or depression and whatnot, most of it is down to people spending too much time online. Yes. Like, if the whole world goes home and sits in front of their fucking computers, I was like, we're doing yeah. the virus, they're all going to go nuts. People are just going to, like, they drive stuff out the wall, but it seems that the opposite has happened. Um, whereas people, you know, I mean, imagine this without being able to speak to your family or friends on you know, Zoom or house party or, or just, you know, FaceTime and stuff like that. <clears throat> it really normalises it for Ren, my daughter, I'll be able to see her grandparents every day. And, um, yeah, and I know that they're getting a lot from it. And in fact, so my dad, um, through a strange turn of events, he's my dad's he, musical hero. So his John Prime is a guy called Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- loves it. And uh, my dad did a, a, a fan meet and greet with, with Jimmy Buffett on Zoom last week. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's for, actually for a chat that I met at a gig I played in Boston. And, uh, it, you know, through loads of emails, blah, 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 that day was doing like, uh, Jimmy was doing the Zoom thing with people from around the world. And Dad got to represent England in that. And it's on Margaritaville TV and his website. <laughs> oh, so he's like, he's Mr. UK, like if it was Eurovision. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But I think it's, it, it was like an hour-long chat, basically. With oh, us. wow. There was, like, there was like 10 people uh, and Jimmy, and they'd ask questions, and he had his guitar, and he'd like play some songs. But it was almost like, you know, like connecting with your friends, but one of them was, was Jimmy Buffett. That's brilliant. So, you know, it's, it's strange things like that. There's always, you know, like little bits of gold amongst, amongst all of them. Oh, there's so much. There's so many funny videos and... and just yeah quotes and like i've never really been a meme guy or a group chat like whatsapp guy but i found i found that all of that stuff's been providing a lot of you know light light-hearted humor and escapist entertainment during this time and actually these groups that i've been in with a few friends have been keeping me pretty much sane <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've done a lot i've called a lot of old friends as well i mean again that I can't, initially i was one person a day yeah, uh, and then uh, that was before we kind of we got ill. But um, I'll definitely pick it up again. And it was like <coughs> everyone's got loads of time. So if you find that whoever you ring, you know, initially I was ringing my friends in the states and a good friend of mine in New Zealand and stuff like that to kind of get a bit of an understanding of the, the sort of worldview of it as well. Yeah, um, man. Well, that's another reason why I've been like, doing these. Everyone's just desperate to chat, aren't they? You know? <laughs> so it's like you know, everyone answers the call. Well, that's it. If, if, if they don't pick up your call or respond to your text now, you know they hate you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, mate, let's break for this number four on the list. This is Please Don't Bury Me uh, by John Prine on Soundtrack Apocalypse. Woke up this morning, put on my slippers, walked in the kitchen and died. And oh, what a feeling when my soul went through the ceiling. And on up into heaven I did right When I got there they did say John it happened this way You slipped upon the floor and hit your head And all the angels say just before you passed away These were the very last words that you said Please don't bury me down in the cocoa ground no, I'm gonna have them cut me up and pass me all around For my brain in a hurricane and the blind can have my eyes And the deaf can take both of my ears if they don't mind the sound 
my stomach to Milwaukee if they run out of beer. Put my socks in a cedar box, just get out of here. Venus to Milo can have my arms, look out, I've got your nose. Sell my heart to the junk man and give my love to Rose. But please don't bury me down in that cold, cold ground. No, I'm gonna have him cut me up and pass me all around. For my brain in a hurricane and the blind can have my eyes. And the deaf can take both of my ears and build my Give my feet to the footloose, careless, fancy free. Give my knees to the needy, don't pull that stuff on me. Hand me down my walking cane, it's a sin to tell a lie. Send my mouth way down south and kiss my ass goodbye. But please don't bury me down in that cold, cold ground. No, I don't have them cut me up and pass me all around. Oh, my brain in a So my my final question to you is this, Jay. Have you thought about um, any live online gigs yourself, any Zoom meetups? Have you thought about doing any of that? I'm doing a a, a gig on, well, I'm reluctant to call it a gig, but a live stream. I've called it At Home with Beans on Toast, and it's this Sunday. So Sunday, the 12th of April. Um, And in fact, I've ordered some kind of like special like... uh, Jobbo to get a microphone, a decent microphone into my telephone, and I've got like the. Hopefully, it's going to look and sound legit. We did a little test run. Me and my wife the other day. Once Ren goes to bed, kind of move the table out of the way in front of the bookcase and you know, create chaos in order to create a corner of calm, basically uh, in the house. And uh, and I'm actually <clears throat> again when it stopped, when it all when all this went down. And people started live streaming gigs. I was pretty cynical about it. And yeah. I was like, you know, I can't think of someone that struggled, you know, not, not struggled, but sort of made a point of like trying not to make bedroom music my whole life. You know, like, then the idea is like live from your bedroom. It's like, ah, this is exactly what I'm trying not to fucking do. Um, and so I was a little bit like, not into that you know a gig's a gig we'll just wait and then a lot of people wrote to me and asked if i was going to do something then when i spoke to people i realized how much people were actually getting from it and also i was like why are you being such a cynical dick jay just you know and then once i started thinking about it i was like oh we could do this oh i could do that and then we'll do this blah blah so um now you know and, and also i as much as anybody else need something to do and something to look forward to and break up the days and shit like that so that's it it's dude. sunday night it's sunday night and we're all everybody's hyped for it in the house just waiting for, like i said just waiting for one lead that might or might not work to turn my microphone into a microphone but uh yeah we'll find out i love so. it mate well i think that people who come to your shows they're always very interactive anyway so I think that you're quite well suited. I know you, what you're saying about the whole bedroom thing and wanting to stay away from that, but I think you're pretty well suited to the kind of format that these online streaming things offer where you can sort of chat with people, take questions from the screen, you know, have a bit of bullshit and banter with them and then play songs and mix it up that way. Yeah, exactly that. That's, that's the plan. We should that's do an Instagram plan. live thing one night, mate, me and you, if you're up for it. Yeah. <laughs> always as long as i'm in quarantine <laughs> yeah pick, let's pick a topic we could go through your songs or we could go through john prine songs or someone else's songs or something else altogether i'm also i'm also gonna do um during my live stream is kind of top tips you know like um for staying sane just like shit to watch oh to yeah, yeah 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 TV yeah yeah yeah, and albums to listen to, you know, because again, surely we've got time on our hands, you know, and you know, everybody likes a good book, don't they? So I'm definitely going to incorporate a little bit of uh, 
little bit of that. I mean, I'm standing in front of my bookcase now. I could do, a, well, we could do a book club. There we go. Yeah, we could do a um, like a culture trade off. Come, yes. come up with a more lowbrow title for it. But yeah, like an ent- <laughs> and it, like recommendations. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I think we, let's, let's think on that. We can still work <laughs> on that. Um, I want you to recommend something for me now um, to end it on. So this final song, out of the five you've chosen to play, this final <laughs> song, When I Get to Heaven, is my absolute favourite of these five. I love the whimsy and the, the, rev- the irreverence in, in his tone. And I think this is the style of, of John Prine, from what I've heard, that I'm most drawn to. So um, sure. can you recommend others in this kind of style? Well, that whole album is called The Tree of Forgiveness in 2018. His own album, <clears throat> sorry, his last album, so that's the last song on his last album, is a song called When I Get to Heaven. Makes you kind of think that the guy, again, knew what he was doing. He died under a full moon. Um, you know, he was a true a, a true poet. And, yeah, if you like that one, listen to that. You know, why not listen, Why not move backwards through his... There you go. Through, you know, like whatever is backwards chronologically through his discography. Yeah, I'm all about <laughs> so that. I'm all about that. What a journey! All right, mate. Listen, dude. Um, lovely catching up with you. Thank you for taking the time out to do this. And My uh, My yeah, pleasure. I'll see you on Instagram. We'll link up on there. See you on the outside. Cheers, Matt. Bye, mate. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand, thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band, check into a swell hotel, ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Cause this old man is going to town. <laughs> then, as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics. Buy them a pint of and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. take that wristwatch off my arm what are you gonna do with time after you bought the farm and then i'm gonna go find my mom and dad and good old brother doug why well, i bet him and cousin jackie are still cutting up a rug i want to see all my mama's sisters because that's where all the love starts i miss them all like crazy Bless her little hearts. And I always will remember these words my daddy said. He said, Buddy, when you're dead, you're a dead peckerhead. I hope to prove him wrong, that is, when I get to heaven. Cause I'm gonna have a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of work. Yeah, this old man is going to town. Yeah, this old man is going to town.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.